0: Welcome back to the Tribal Brand Rebranded. I am you, Winton. I hope everybody out there in podcast land is doing fantastico. I'm not doing too bad considering how we're all living today in the world of the pandemic, the protests, the murders, the arrest, the looting. You know, what's going on, man? What's going on in the fucking world right now? But did you see where Mr. Trump, Got his wall? Yeah, just Google it. He's got his wall all the way around the White House. So congratulations, Donald Trump. You finally got your wall. Although it might not be in the border of Mexico. It's bordering the White House. The White House. Now, let's think about that for just a minute. Let's think about the words White House. Now, Did they name the White House the White House because it was white? Painted white? What kind of paint did they have in the, you know, 1770s? Late 1770s, 76 or something. I don't know. I don't know when they had the first president, but was the house white? Hmm. I think they should change the name of the White House to something like the People's House. Or maybe the Presidential House. Or... You know, whatever. But the White House? Mm. That's a little bit outdated because you know what was going on in the 1700s? Right. Slavery, big time. Even the president had slaves. The presidents all had slaves. That's where the, Those were the times. So, it's time to change that too. I don't know, I'm thinking the perfect name for the White House now would be the Dipshit House or dumb shit house, or something, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, you know, maybe it's just me being cynical and being a dick. But that knucklehead in the office, good lord. I don't know what the creator had in mind when he, you know, concluded that this could be part of our history, what's going on right now. It's just unbelievable to me that we're even having to go through some of the things that we're going through and some of the things that I see I mean, I see it, and I hear it, and I, I, I just can't believe it. It was almost when he cleared the streets on Pennsylvania Avenue so he could go to the presidential church, some church that all the presidents go to or went to except him. He was there last June. But all of a sudden now, Barr's going to clear the streets. Well, he's not going to clear the streets until the president says, hey, give me some room. Right? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it have looked a lot better if the President of the United States of America had decided that, you know what? I'm just going to walk out there amongst the people and walk down the street. He's got the protection. He's got the, you know, he's got the cops. He's got the army. Ain't nobody going to mess with him. But no. He wants to show power and strength. Right? Dominate. He wants to dominate. We need to dominate the protesters. We need to destroy. This guy is something else. But what really blew my mind... Now, I don't know if it blew your mind like it blew my mind, but it blew my mind... That he grabs a Bible... And he's standing there, and he's holding the Bible... With a pissy look on his face, like... I couldn't even really quite describe the scowl on his face, right... There's no hope. There's no, there's no hope there on his face. There's no like, hey people, I got this. Nothing like that. It's all about power and domination. And now he's going to show the Bible to the people in front of this church. To where he hasn't even been since June. And who knew, you know, why did he even go in June, right? And hold the Bible like that. And then a couple days later, I saw a picture on Twitter right next to the picture of Trump holding a Bible. They show Hitler holding a Bible in the same manner, right? If Trump wanted to be for the people, he would have said some words. He would have said, hey, I've got this Bible. I've got this belief. I've got this something in my heart. For the people of the United States of America. Right? For the people. Isn't that why he's there? For the people of this country. But while cities burn and people loot, he's taking a trip down to... Well, he's doing... He's having an inspection on the bunker. Right? Well, I think I'll go down there and I'll... See what this bunker's all about, you know? Uh, And then he explains it like, Yeah, I was doing an inspection. And then from what I heard the other day, he said, yeah, I went to the uh, bunker like two and a half times. What? So you went two times and then the other half time you only went halfway there and then turned around? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Am I Am I an asshole? Am I a dick? Because if I am, let me know. If I'm just being a dick here, right? I know I... I don't show any regard or any respect or anything to the the White House. The President. You know, you got the 4th of July coming. You got everybody like, oh man, it's got to happen for the 4th of July. You know, the birth of a nation. Happy birthday to, you know, Lady Liberty. All that bullshit. You buy into that? Do you really buy into that? If you're African-American, if you're American Indian, Native American, indigenous to this land, the birth of this country wasn't for us, right? Look at the Constitution. I don't know much about it. I've never read it. Never had any interest in reading it. I probably should because I babble about shit that I don't know anything about. But I do know this. When they wrote the Constitution of the United States of America... There's some words in there that say the the black man is only two-thirds human or something like that, right? So he's a third animal, okay? Well, they didn't just think that about the blacks. They thought that about every color that wasn't white, right? And you've had, what, 1492 or whatever it was it came over here, right? So we'll just start from there you know, racism has been around since time began, I'm sure. I'm sure it has. Okay. It's not just it's not just a thing that's going on here in America. It's been going across the world. But now that we're seeing all these crazy ass protests and now you even have the National Football League saying, Oh, yeah, we uh we owe an apology to the black man because uh you know, we got it wrong there. You guys remember when Kaepernick was, you know, kneeling down for the national anthem, right? You remember that. Now, back when that first started, you know, nobody understood what he's, he was doing. Nobody understood what he was trying to say or what he was trying to convey to the people of the United States, right? He was, he was trying to, this was a message for the brutality by the police to people of color, right? Doesn't matter if it's black or brown or red or yellow at this time. But mostly it was about the blacks. Now it's about everybody, right? Because everybody's getting ass whooping. If you ain't white, you ain't right. Let's be honest here. You see it all the time. You know? But anyway, he was uh, doing his kneeling down. Now what's the irony of this? He started taking a knee... To protest against the brutality of the African American in all situations, right? But now you have a cop taking a knee on the back of a black man's neck and he dies. Now, what's the irony in that, right? Now they're paralleling one another, right? Or is it just me? Am I just thinking outside the box or what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm thinking, man, you know, what's it going to take? Well, it's not going to happen in my generation now, right? My prayers are for my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren because the, the hatred and the racism against another man's color, dark color, has been taught by mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, right? It's all been taught. It has to evolve out of out of the generation, right? So hopefully when my grandchildren are 23, 25, 30, right? And they start having their own children. People that are growing up with them haven't been taught the racism against the black man, the native, or even against the white. Because there are some people, I know some, I've known people that cannot stand the white man, right? I know there have been times I come across like I'm racist or you know, no, I'm not racist, right? It's like I told you before, some of my best friends are white. Oh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm not a racist against any color, but uh, it's like I said before, I have a history, right? There's a history there with me and the white people, right? So it doesn't mean I'm racist. It means I'm pissed off. You know, I don't dislike people because of their color. I dislike people by the way they act and the way they are in their history, right? If I knew somebody didn't like a black person or because of their color, they wouldn't be my friends, right? Because I don't, I don't surround myself with people who, you know, are like that. That's some kind of a, that shit's been taught and it's been learned and it's been embraced, But that doesn't mean that you can't learn to be different when you get older and when you're able to make decisions, when you're able to think, right? And and have your own thoughts. I mean, I grew up around racism, right? I told you before, the guy that my mom was with, Eugene, him and his family didn't like black people, right? But he wanted to adopt me, a little Indian boy who was dark brown in the summer, like red, like an apple in the summertime, yet they would say bad things about black man, right? Naming, the, his brother named his dog the N-word, right? Black Lab. I grew up around this stuff. And it, you know, I always thought about it. I'm like, why? Why do they think like this? Why is that okay? And ever since I was a little boy, I like, I love black women on television. I just loved them. I ended up marrying me a beautiful black woman, Right? So, yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's no thing. It's behavior. It's the way people act that makes me not like them. Or I don't want them around me because it's bad energy, right? So we can all grow out of that crap. Or you can buy into it. And you can blame your mommy, your daddy, your, your, you know your family for the way you feel and act. No. Make your own decisions. Look at the world right now. Please look at the world. Kaepernick was ahead of his time. He knew that if he knelt during the national anthem, right, which we all know again has nothing to do with the American Indian or the black man because it wasn't written for us, it was written for the white people, right? So I don't have to respect it, I don't have to love it, right? The national anthem is for others okay i'll just leave it like that but he was the first one that came out with it and said hey i'm taking a knee for my people right well you can't do that anyway make a long story short now the nfl's like well we apologize but they didn't apologize to him they just apologized to all the black men in general well kaepernick he uh you know, he has a way about him to where some people could take it a little different, right? But you have to understand, he's stuck with it. He's still with it, man. He's still pushing forward with it because it's what he believed in. The NFL gave him something like $70 million. They, they settled with him, right? Because they blackballed him. They said, you can't play in the NFL anymore. He was cut by the San Francisco 49ers, and that was that. Well, no, he sued him. And they end up settling With like 70 million dollars. Right. And he won. You win when you need 70 million. When they settle for 70 million. You won. So he won. And uh, even after he got that 70 million. He's still fighting for the cause. So I have to commend him for that. I have to agree that. Okay. He really means what he's doing. And he got the attention of a lot of people. One of my best friends. Decided that. uh, You know what. They're all taking that knee. I'm not going to watch the NFL anymore. I'm done watching. It's not for me. And he was mad, but he didn't see it the way they were trying to put it out there. They weren't disrespecting the the military or the flag. How is that disrespecting when you're just taking a knee like you're praying, man? You know what I mean? He's He's still at it, and I have to give him that. And I hope that, you know, now, maybe he'll, I don't know. I don't know if he should play again. I don't know. They're probably never going to let him play in the NFL again because he sued him, right? If somebody sues you, you're not going to say, yeah, come on, come on aboard. You can go ahead and work for me again. Why would you do that? Maybe he'll sue you again. Who knows? But, uh, you know, if he wants to play football, he can go to Canada and play. I don't think he should play in the NFL again. I really don't. I don't think he should because he sued him and, you know, he got their money, man. What? Somebody's going to probably put him on a team, right? Because of this whole thing that's going on, you know? Does he want to be on a team because of that? Or does he want to be on the team because he's a winner, you know? I don't know. I don't know if he should play in the NFL or not. I just, you know, if he if he sued me and then wanted to come play for me again, I'd say, nah, I'm good, right? Maybe he should go play in the CFL up in Canada. They got a good a good league up there. You know, the Canadian Football League. Maybe go up there and play a couple more years and win one of those uh Grey Cups or whatever. And come back here to the National Football League when you're about, I don't know, thirty two or something, thirty four, I don't know. I don't know how old the cat is, but I know he, he he made out well. And he's using it for a good cause. So hats off to him, right? So I'm working up in Seattle. And I'm loving what I do. In fact, I got my first review coming up. Boss says, you know, you're going to have your review and see if we can't get you a little more money. Like, right on. Bring it on. You know? Makes a guy feel good when he's appreciated. Right? You all know in the last couple of years I've had some jobs that, uh, you know, they treated Patman Man pretty poorly. You know what I mean? Didn't give him, uh, you know, whatever. And I do a good job. Anyway, feeling pretty good about that. The industry's picking up, you know, I can continue to talk about Donald Trump if you want. Yeah, he's taking a lot of credit for, you know, all of a sudden now, the unemployment rate is down to 13%. When just last week, it was up to, uh, what, almost 20%, right? And just last week or the last couple of weeks, we've gotten 3 million jobs back in the U.S. Well, now the administration is like, look at us. Now we got 13% unemployment. All of a sudden, just like that, the The administration was responsible for 3 million new jobs. No, those aren't new jobs, pal. Those are jobs people are just going back to, okay? A new job is a new hire, right? So don't try to be all semantic with me, man. I understand everything you're trying to do, you know? Trump is like, uh, you know, hey, do whatever you can. You got to make me look good. Whatever you do, he's such an ass. I can't believe that he's all... I'm going to go ahead and make sure that uh, if those governors don't listen to me, I will bring the military in and we will take care of business. I mean, come on, man. Good Lord, we're, man, I I just, I keep saying that, good Lord. Maybe, you know, I watched a little Christian stuff this week, okay? Maybe I'm feeling a little, uh, you know, Christian-like or something. I don't know. I mean, you got to get your hope wherever you can catch it, right? Wherever you can get your hope, man, you got to find it. So I'm working in Seattle and I'm, you know, I almost got trapped in there behind one of those protests because they they shut down the Interstate 5, right? I-5 was shut down. I had a meeting over at Queen Anne at 2, two o'clock. And I think, okay, at 2.30 I'll take off. I'll get on I-5, head south, be home, you know, no time flat. Oh, no, no, no. What they decide to do is shut down I-5 at like 2 o'clock, right? So... Now I can't get on I-5 to head south, so i got to sneak my way around the middle of Seattle. So I'm cruising around, finding a way up Pike Street, right? Man, people are coming. People are coming. You know, I have to commend those people who, I'm going to tell you, man, they, they are definitely dedicated, you know. you got some of the same protesters out there up front, the very front, doing their thing. You know, I came, I I was going to talk about a lot of other stuff today. I do want to make one comment about the Buffalo police, okay? Yeah, the Buffalo police pushed down a 75-year-old man, right? 75. Seventy-five. And they were all in their gear, and he came up, and he was talking to one of the cops. They pushed him down. And you know what they actually tried to get the people to believe was that he tripped. They said, oh, no, no, no. He tripped. And you can see. Come on, man. You can't lie. You can't hide. Everybody has a phone. Everybody can take pictures. Everybody can video. So keep at it. Everybody catch him. Every single one of them. I saw on Twitter today where a cop threw a woman down flat on her face, jumped on her back, and was choking her until she laid out flat. Then he's he's sitting on top of her with his knee, on one knee on the back of her head and the other knee in the middle of her back and he's roughing her up. He's got at least 100 pounds on her. She was maybe 110. He was at least 210, 220, maybe 230. With all the gear on? Fucking pigs. Anyway, I don't want to keep you all very long, but, uh, I hope you all have a great week. I've had a really good week and I hope all you people out there who, you know, who are good citizens of the planet Earth. That's all you got to do, man. Be a good person. Be a good citizen. Behave yourself, right? Don't be a knucklehead. Anyway, I am you Winton. This has been the Tribal Brand, rebranded and everything like that. Peace.